Chapter 6, Part 2. Okay, well, if you guys are still listening and you don't hate me yet for my opinions, then maybe you will after this. Um, <laughs> especially if you're in the addiction treatment industry. I'm, I'm probably going to get canceled by doing all this, but I don't care. Anyway, uh, medication-assisted treatment, MAT, the new silver bullet. This is what's going to solve the problem. This is the government and big pharma coming up with the solution to the problem that's being sold as the miracle drug. So what is medication-assisted treatment? Well, it's using medication to help with addiction treatment. Okay, that sounds reasonable. Of course, you would use medications if someone was in detox or something like that. Yes, that's correct. You do. You do do that. Um, what it really is, just to, just to clarify, though, is... It's essentially utilizing medication in substitution for the drugs that they're using. And let me give you an example. So if someone comes in to treatment and they've been using heroin or fentanyl, these are opiates, right? So these are opiates and they come into treatment and the theory is that we are going to use modern drugs modern medications to help with this addiction issue. Okay, so what do they give them? Well, they get them through the detox with whatever meds they need to d use to get them through a detox. We, we do that at Elevate as well. That's, that's, that's what you do. You need to make sure they safely detox. However, what they do is they put them on usually a, a, a drug like Suboxone. So what is Suboxone? Okay, well, Suboxone is a synthetic opiate. So what they're doing is they're giving you an opiate to get you off opiates. And you may think that sounds crazy, but think the theory is that because you have this stuff in your system, you're not going to go into withdrawals, you're not going to go you're not going to have these deep cravings, you're not going to you don't want to go steal a car to get drugs because you're you're basically being satiated. So if you can't wrap your head around this, imagine something like this, since most people are familiar with alcohol. Let's say you have an alcoholic and they come into your program and you get them off the alcohol medically and then you give them a little bit of alcohol every day. So let's just say you just give them a little sip, a little sip of something so that their brain is not craving the alcohol because they're getting a little bit of it. So it's just a little bit of it to make them feel, take the edge off. You understand? So, you know, it would be, it would be like somebody taking a sip of alcohol every hour just to kind of keep it in their bloodstream and make sure that they're not going to go through all those difficult cravings and withdrawal symptoms and all these kinds of things because they've got a little bit of it in it. And I can see the theory of it. I, I really can. Let's say somebody was, you got them, you got them off the heroin or the fentanyl and you got them in treatment and you're trying to get them to address their issues and they're just bouncing off the walls. They can't, they're sober, but they're like freaking out. They're miserable. They can't sleep. They're sweating. They're just like, they have all these post acute withdrawal symptoms, which can last for a long time, weeks, weeks. And, and you say, well, okay, I'd rather have this guy just be able to sit in a chair and, and not, and be able to sleep and, and, and be able to just relax for a minute in their own skin. So we're going to give them this so that they can, they can do that. 
So I get that. I understand. And, and, and truthfully, somebody doing that and being able to sit down in a room and try to get some treatment through them is better than somebody who's has their skin crawling and is bouncing off the walls and, you know, can't even sit still. And if it was my loved one or something and, and that my choice was for them to be freaking out or for lack of a better word, mildly sedated by this stuff, then I would probably choose to have them mildly sedated. But the thing is, is that, is that really what we're going for? Are, are we just going for keeping them managed forever? Uh, why not just put a pump in them that just, you know, for an alcoholic, just to put a pump on them that always just gives them a little bit of alcohol forever. I mean, compared to a raging alcoholic who's going to get behind the wheel and kill someone, that probably is a better solution. So if you look at it that way, then, then I get it. But is that really the silver bullet? Is that what we're supposed to be doing? What about, what about helping someone overcome the reasons why they feel the need to drink alcohol or take opiates to the point where they destroy their lives over it? How do you, how can you get them there? And, and advocates of MAT will say that, well, you do, you, you put them in treatment and then they get through their program and they work on their issues. Unfortunately, what I've seen and heard from others is that these people, when they're in treatment are still, uh, for lack of a better word, inebriated. They're, they're nodding off in their groups. They're doped up. They're not really, they're just substituting one thing for another. And it, it, I, I look, I'll tell you how it is. There's a, um, there's a postal service delivery person uh, who delivers my mail. And we were chatting and she said, oh, you wrote a book. Uh, what's it about? And I said, it's about addiction and this and that. She said, oh, wow. Are you, is it like those people that just substitute one drug for another? I said, well, what are you talking about? Knowing very well what she was talking about. But I asked her. So this, this is somebody who just, post office worker, right? This, this is her. She has no experience with addiction. She just said, all I see is these people go in on their alcohol or whatever, and they're all doped up. They come out all doped up. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. This is weird. And I say, oh, that's interesting. Well, I think they're trying to substitute. I don't really defend them, but I say the theory is you try to substitute one thing for another. And they say, well, that doesn't make any sense is what I hear. So I think to generally for the people, it doesn't make much sense if they're, if they're nodding off, if they're, if they've given so much that they're not able to think clearly. And, and to me, that is lazy treatment. It's really easy to bill insurance when somebody is easy to manage. Let's say like a zombie for lack of a better word, you know, you feed them, you throw meds at them and they sit in the chair, they might fall off a little bit. You got to get prop them back up and you know, there you go. Have them sit in that group room and try to contribute. Maybe if not, they're just, you know, trying to try to keep them from drooling on themselves. But hey, you can bill for that day of treatment because they were there in that chair. If you take everything away from them, they may be anxious. They may be, you know, bouncing off the walls. They may have all these emotions turning on. They may even leave treatment and then you wouldn't get paid. That'd be a problem, right? So they're actually keeping them on drugs, for lack of a better word, in order to be able to build them. Now, I am not 100% opposed to MAT. I'm opposed to how MAT is abused. And I, I also understand all aspects because 
the medical system these days is set up so that doctors are afraid to not prescribe medications that the patient is advocating for for themselves. So if they're saying, if the doctor thinks to themselves, well, this guy doesn't need this much Suboxone, he's going to be doping off. But the patient advocates for that, and they know very well that if they advocate for this, that they're going to get it because the doctor is terrified of liability and being sued, especially in California. So they manipulate, as addicted people do, and they say, oh, no, I need more, I need more, and the doctors are afraid. They're afraid of losing their license. So they will prescribe these things to people. So if you're trying to prevent crime, if you're trying to prevent people, as I keep saying, from bouncing off the walls, from doing irrational things because they're desperate, then perhaps MAT is a good solution. There is a place for it. Absolutely. If you deliver an MAT program, I am not your enemy. Please do not consider that I am. I just am calling it like I see it. You're using drugs to help people get off drugs. And you're not only using it for a short period of time, you're using it forever, right? The idea would be that somebody comes in on heroin and they leave on Suboxone and they stay on Suboxone for 10 years, right? 20 years, something like that, however long. Really, it doesn't matter because in their mind, if they're on the Suboxone, they're not on the heroin, so it's better. So there are people out there, I'm being honest, who probably can't deal with the trauma and the underlying issues that cause them to use drugs. And I'm typically speaking about people who are potentially homeless, desperate, uh, have mental health issues, are the kind of person who is in a sad state. And it's possible that that the best possible scenario for that person is to take a medication like this to help manage their cravings and manage themselves so that it's either they're locked up in jail forever because they do some crazy stuff to get them arrested or they're on these meds. And I get it. If you make that choice that I'd rather have my kid on Suboxone than take the chance that they're going to go rob someone and get shot, uh, I get it. I don't judge you for wanting to choose that. I just think that my standards are higher and I think that we should try to, as much as possible, within reason, without being stupid and crazy about it, try to dig down and address these issues that cause people to feel out of control and addicted in the first place. That's my preference. And if I fail with somebody and a few, after a few attempts, they still just can't get it together. If they say, listen, Dan, I, I just want to be I just want to live a quote unquote normal life and, and I don't care if I have to take something for the rest of my life, then I'm, who am I to judge that? Right. I'm not going to judge them for that. I will say that there is to me an inherited conflict of interest when you talk about the government and big pharma, because they're basically swapping one drug for another and hoping that these people stay on these drugs forever, which is profitable to them. And when you have something like that going on, and they're influencing the government to pass these bills that MAT is the next best thing out there. It's innovative, it's whatever. No, it's giving one drug for another. So I, that's the kind of like thing that I don't like because it feels like it's disingenuous to the citizens. It's You're selling one thing, but it's really another. You're just, you're just giving them a little bit of the drug every day. You're not really curing anything. You're not really 
addressing the issues. So that's my attitude about MAT. Again, if you deliver MAT and you do it in a responsible way, I, I don't have any issue with that. Uh, it's just not how I choose to treat people with addiction issues.